Hey everybody, welcome to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about the delicious, certified, gluten-free breads, bagels, English muffins, and other baked goods that are made right here in Johnstown, Colorado. Canyon Bakehouse's gluten, dairy, nut, and soy-free products make it easy for families to enjoy the taste and texture of fresh bread so everyone can love bread again. Find them at any major grocery store in the freezer or fresh bread aisle, or purchase online and visit canyonglutenfree.com to grab a coupon. Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three, it's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores, J.D. Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the 5. Touchdown, Colorado State. We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. As always, I'm your host, Justin Michael. Excited to talk CSU football. We're going to talk coaching rumors today. Plenty to talk about with uh, everything that came out on Twitter. Bruce Feldman uh, basically putting it out there that Butch Jones is the front runner per his sources. I have not heard that, but we will talk about that. And more on this podcast, but let's start things off with the basics. I, I'm very sorry to everyone whose hopes that I got up this morning. Tried to make it pretty clear in my initial tweet that there was nothing official from CSU. Uh, but, you know, I had un- heard from multiple people that I trusted. And when I say multiple, I mean a lot. That today was going to be the day that obviously did not happen and the the last thing I want to do is get everybody's hopes up and then disappoint them so you know my apologies like I said I did make it clear in the tweet that there had been nothing official from CSU and that we would have to wait and see but you know I get it everybody got really excited and I feel bad I feel like Alfred in the dark night when he is uh, crying and talking to him and he's like you trusted me Master Wayne and I failed you uh, that's how I feel right now with you guys so I'm sorry to everyone that I got excited uh, interested to see how this all plays out I'll say this uh, I certainly would never put anything out there if I did not uh, believe in what I was saying so I hope that by this point you know I've kind of established a decent enough reputation to earn a little bit of slack with you guys but if you are upset if your boss is upset because you were refreshing Twitter all day uh, you can go ahead and blame me 
for that one. Um, somebody tweeted uh, that they were going to send me a sheet to pay for their unproductivity. Uh, I don't make a ton of money, so I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't go that route. But I am sorry. So I'm sorry to everyone that I got excited. That said, let's move on. Let's talk uh, CSU football. Let's talk about some of this info that came out today. First things first, we did have a photo of Joyce McConnell, Joe Parker, Urban Meyer, and what appears to be Blanche Hughes. I believe you can only see the back of the head, but basically corroborates uh, what we've been saying all along, that Urban Meyer's input is being considered in this whole process. This photo is a new one. This isn't the same one, obviously, of Urban outside of Moby. This was at a restaurant in Indianapolis over the weekend. Photo made the rounds uh, on Twitter. My apologies to who originally posted it. I meant to put that in my notes, and it appears that I did not. But uh, I think most of you saw that picture making the rounds on Twitter. Uh, I mean, you know, I think it's cool that Urban's input is being taken into consideration. Like I said, he was never going to be, you know, the head coach here. I know a lot of fans are hoping, dreaming, praying. uh, But, I mean, the fact that he's even interested enough in CSU to to give his input is cool, and I, I certainly value his football opinion. I am curious if he is being paid for this or not, since it wasn't just like a one-time thing. It appears to be uh, ongoing, basically acting as CSU's search firm, if you will. I know, you know, Joe Parker said uh, at his press conference last Wednesday that they would not be using a traditional search firm, but they would be, you know, that other people had been had a willingness, basically, to, to give their input, I think is how he phrased it. It's interesting. I don't know. I was talking with Terry Fry about this. Uh, you know, is 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 Urban being paid for this? Is this like a something he's considering doing as a second career? Is he doing this just for the love of CSU? Is he bored? Is he doing it because he you know really wants to go to bat for his guys? It's just it's really interesting. This whole process of Urban Meyer being uh, in the mix is fascinating, and I hope that we actually get some definitive answers on what exactly his role was. I know there's been plenty of speculation about, you know, him giving a list of candidates and helping trim it down and stuff, but I will say this. It's at this point I think you can very, very confidently state that Urban Meyer is a part of this process of of picking the next head coach, you know. I I don't think Urban's decision is you know, the final word or anything like that. And I don't think any of the fans have ever thought that either. But the fact that he is involved is interesting. Obviously, one of the most successful coaches in America. I'm sure uh, I'm sure Joyce McConnell was intrigued and, and excited to have him part of this process. But I, I just want to say I thought it was cool that that photo ended up floating today because it just basically backed up everything we've said. I know that there were uh, some people in Denver, some reporters that basically took shots at CSU fans and, you know, saying everyone was full of it, that Urban Meyer, you know, you're all loons for believing Urban Meyer uh, would be involved in this in any way, but it's clear that he is, so you guys are not crazy. <laughs> the uh, The big news today, though, is obviously Bruce Feldman tweeting that Butch Jones, uh, earlier in the day, he tweeted that Butch Jones was gaining steam basically as a candidate, but that wasn't his exact words, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, he then 
clarified that the the process was still ongoing, but that you know Jones was a leading guy. Then later in the day, uh, Feldman doubled down and basically said that CSU is into the. Uh, he's their guy he's he's their main guy i guess it was football scoop that that reported that uh they're in the negotiation stages with the financials but feldman basically just said that butch jones was csu's leading candidate uh, kind of interesting from out of nowhere butch jones from the top rope this is a name that we hadn't really heard at all over the last week and then out of nowhere he he pops up with feldman's tweets and then Later in the day, Stephen Godfrey uh, puts out that Butch Jones, Dave Aranda, LSU's defensive coordinator, uh, Tony Alford, Steve Adazio, and Kevin Wilson uh, all interviewed over the weekend. Basically, these were five guys that Urban gave his word for, I guess. That's kind of what Godfrey implied, you know, basically just going along the lines of, of what we've been saying, that Urban is advising CSU in this process. Um not sure you know with those five guys like how seriously were all five considered that's tough to say were these like the final five or did these just in terms of like were these the the five that they narrowed it down to or was it these just the the last five that they happened to talk to that we don't know uh the timing of this is all really interesting i just the first thing i found myself thinking is you know, why now? Why is this coming out now? Who is pushing this information? Um, you know, is this is this being floated by agents? Was this CSU putting these names out there, trying to see how the fans would react? I think that's certainly possible. I know that's kind of getting into conspiracy. If you listen to the Bill Simmons podcast, he, uh, when he gets into stuff like this, he refers to himself as conspiracy Bill. Uh, so putting my conspiracy Justin hat on, you know, it's it's certainly possible that CSU wanted to float those names and see how people reacted, and then, you know, make a definitive choice. But just the whole the whole process of how this all played out has been super in- interesting. Basically, we just like hear nothing for five days, then all these names come out uh, out of nowhere after the picture of Joe Parker and Urban and Indy comes out. Very interesting. <laughs> Very interesting indeed. I'm still hearing that the players haven't been told uh, anything. So it, it seems like it's pretty much just chaotic everywhere. It seems like uh, nobody really knows what is going on exactly. Uh, but I do expect that we will have the answer, you know, in the next 24 to 48 hours. As we've talked about, you know, significantly, CSU just can't really afford to wait with this. They've got the signing day coming up. Uh, presumably they're going to want to do some type of public intro if they can later this week. Not a guarantee. Also not necessarily uh, something that has to happen. I mean, they, they need a coach. The The public introduction is really more just of a formality. But, you know, the longer you wait, the, the more speculation there's going to be and just the more chaotic it's going to be. You obviously also open yourself up to the possibility of more players leaving. We're already up to two. Uh, freshman d- defensive back Caleb Blake posted a couple of days ago that he intended on transferring. Now we found out that Nuruddin Nueli, a freshman guard who started seven games for CSU this year, he intends on leaving as well. Uh, based on what I've heard from Nueli, he kind of intended on leaving regardless. Uh, so, you know, that I saw a lot of the fans were kind of like, 
why would you not wait until the next coach? But I mean, if it's just not the right fit, if this isn't, you know, home for you, then that's just what it is. And probably not a whole lot CSU could have done, probably wouldn't have mattered who the next coach would be, but I get why fans are reacting that way. All right, we are going to wrap up the podcast here in a few minutes, but before that, I'm just going to kind of go over the pros and cons of Butch Jones being the next head coach at CSU, uh, If obviously if he is the guy. I uh, just kind of wanted to give my input what I think about it. I'll, I'll give you a little hint. I, I think it's a vanilla hire, to say the least, or it would be a vanilla hire if they went with him. Uh, but before we jump into that, we're going to take a quick second to talk about Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge Brewery is the Davidson's Wine and Spirits official brewery of the month. Download their app and get a six-pack for $7.99 all month long. This is a deal you're not going to want to miss out on uh, from you know Christmas Ale, Avalanche Ale, Colorado Core, Strawberry Sky. They're just, I mean, Vanilla Porter. The list is endless. There's so many choices Breck has to offer. Going to make your holiday party a smashing success. Download that app and grab a six-pack for $7.99 all month long. Alrighty, folks. Like I said before the break there, we're going to just wrap up the pod here with some brief pros and cons of Butch Jones. Obviously, most of you have been doing this on Twitter anyway, so I don't think any of this is necessarily new information to a lot of you, but we'll just kind of briefly talk about it. Uh, in his career as a head coach, he's 84-54 and 54 overall, 4-2 and two in bowl games, 4-0 uh, oh in his last four bowl games, though. So after losing his first two, he's really performed well in the postseason. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Bowl games are kind of a crapshoot. So much of it depends on uh, who's healthy, where you're playing. You know, a lot of times one team is a lot more up for the game than the other, but then again, you know, winning is winning, and considering Bobo struggled in the big games, the fact that Butch has, uh, you know, a, a winning resume in the postseason is certainly something to consider, that along with his four conference championships in six years at two mid-majors, so he's a guy that's that's had a decent amount of success basically everywhere he's gone. Uh, Central Michigan went 27-13 and 13 in three years. Cincinnati, he went 37 and 23. Um, Tennessee, 61 and 34. Takes a lot of heat from the Vols fans. They're 12 and 14 since firing them. So, like, it's tough to say. It's one of those where it's like, how, how realistic were the expectations of the Volunteers fans? Uh, Butch, you know, at Tennessee during a time with when Gus Miles on's at. Auburn, Nick Saban running things uh, down at Bama, Florida, and Georgia have been up. So not exactly, you know, an easy time to be a coach in the SEC. I'm not making excuses for him. I'm just pointing out, like, as an SEC fan, I I fully recognize that SEC fans can can be a little bit irrational at times. So I would I would say I wouldn't blame Butch Jones for the the fall of Tennessee football or anything like that. Um, if, if CSU were to hire him, I would say he's, a, I guess, a good hire in terms of he has a winning resume, um, certainly has the background, um, lead, two league titles at Central Michigan, two league titles at Cincinnati. Those are all things that would appeal to CSU fans. Uh, 
I think you can point out that Butch benefited from inheriting some guys at Cincinnati, really inherited a decent program from Brian Kelly, but the fact that he was able to hit the ground running and immediately win there, that's basically what Jim McElwain did at CSU, and I think a lot of CSU fans at this point would kill for that after the last couple of seasons. Uh, another another pro for Butch Jones that maybe isn't a, a huge factor, but just something I would consider, unlike, you know, Wilson or Alford or, or Aranda LSU. By the way, I, I forgot to mention when I mentioned those five candidates, Aranda already makes two and a half million. I don't see him leaving now, uh, especially when he's probably going to get a power five gig in a year or two anyways. Uh, might as well just stay, keep making that money. Uh, just see how things play out, but you never know. A lot of these guys want to be head coaches, so we'll see. Uh, I will say it was the first time I had heard his name mentioned, but just wanted to briefly talk about that. But the uh, the original point I was making before I went into Aranda here is, you know, unlike Wilson or Alfred or Aranda, Jones doesn't have to worry about the college football playoff, uh, considering CSU needs to hit the ground running and have their next guy kind of take over immediately. Uh, that it's something to consider, at least. You know, Jones is, doesn't have any obligations over the next month or so. I mean, you get Alabama's bowl game against Michigan, <laughs> but let's be honest, the uh, the Crimson Tide don't really care about the bowl game against the Michigan Wolverines if it's not a New Year's Six Bowl. So just my take, those are some pros. Uh, some cons, only stayed three years apiece at each of his mid-major stops. Clearly a guy who was trying to climb the ladder that's not uncommon though had the really weird incident where he supposedly or reportedly took the CU gig according to Woody Page I think reported that for the Denver Post back in the day and then ultimately used that to leverage himself into the Tennessee position so that was really weird I mean just like that combined with only staying three seasons apiece at each mid-major I kind of question just where he's at from a loyalty perspective uh, but, you know, on the other hand, if he's a rental and wins, then, you know, who really cares? <laughs> like, you just got to win games. At the end of the day, you can go from rental to rental if you hire the right guys. I know that's – it's pretty tough to to establish long-term success that way, and I don't think it's necessarily good for the student-athletes. Um, but at this point, you know, CSU needs to win. So if, if he's – I guess I'm saying, you know – I wouldn't shy away from him just because he's a guy who's proven that he's trying to climb the ladder. That's just what it is with good coaches. That's what good coaches try and do. They try and climb the ladder. Um, but yeah, those are some basic pros and cons for Butch Jones. Uh, just you know, some initial final thoughts here. I I don't know. Like I said, I would have a hard time seeing Jones uh, be interested in being at CSU for the long haul. Fifty-one years old not super uh, old at this point, so he could certainly has plenty of time to, to keep advancing if he wants to make another move to a to a P5 gig. Like I said before, he does have the winning resume, so I think he'd probably be at least relatively successful here. I'm not sure he comes in and immediately is winning league titles like he did at his other stops, but I do think he would win games, especially uh, this next season, because I think he'd be able to inherit a pretty decent roster assuming there's not, you know, a ton of significant turnover in the coming weeks. Uh, I don't think he would be my top choice. I just don't think he's a super exciting program. And one of the things 
I've talked about over the last week is I really just think this next hire needs to reinvigorate the fan base and get everybody excited again. We saw, you know, over the last month or so, just how dejected everybody was and how tired of CSU football people were getting. Uh, you need somebody to come in and just re-spark everything. Is Butch Jones that guy? Uh, I don't know. He's kind of ornery, you know, kind of no it's known that he's a little bit tough to to interact with I just I don't know I don't know if he's the guy that necessarily uh, really re-excites the fan base and gets everybody going but if they do pick him and he and he starts winning games then people will show up because you know at the end of the day all people really care about is winning that said you know we're gonna keep our ear to the ground keep uh, focused on this coaching search over the next couple of days Keep up with DNVR Rams through it all. We'll be at Moby Arena Tuesday night for the basketball game against South Dakota State. Have a big game coming up against Boulder as well on Friday. CSU is going to be wearing the throwback unis. If you haven't seen the video that they posted on Twitter, check that out. Uh, Reno Boyd is a boss, does really amazing work. Shout out to him. Uh, Shout out to all the people over at CSU Creative. They do really, really cool work. But hope everybody has a good night get some rest try and uh, take some deep breaths and hopefully we'll find out who the head coach is going to be uh very very soon Khakis wearing graphic tees, feeling way too trendy. Raps that kill. Oh, I'm deadly. Primed and ready like machetes at a deli in New Delhi. Feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli. Turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. But water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys. Like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey.